What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Making Room Podcast, where we clear out the clutter and make more room for God to move in our lives. I'm your host, Paul Radke, and it's an honor to have you join me today as we discuss in this episode, finding our way back to a closer relationship with God. I think many of us have had experiences where we either walked away from faith or maybe we're just kind of in a desert wasteland of an area where we can't really feel his presence, we don't really hear his voice, and we need to find a way back to that place, that secret place where we experience him in a way that is revelatory, in a way that is life-giving. And so this episode is kind of to give you some tools to use that when you find yourself in that place— whether you are somebody that is you know, not even believing in God right now, but you would like to, or whether you're somebody that has believed in God for a long time, but you're just in a dry season right now, these tools will help you get back to a place where you desire to be, a place of faith in God, a place of hearing Him, and a place of experiencing Him. There is nothing more life-giving than experiencing an encounter with God, a word from God, a prophecy from God. When we experience God, it gives life, and that life helps us to continue to move forward in being everything God has given us to be. And I think a lot of us probably have had this experience too, where we've done something so embarrassing and so humiliating that we felt like we could never go back to where it happened. For me, when I was a teenager, Uh, It must have been around 14 or 15. My family and I went to a little Italian restaurant. It was my mom's side of the family. And we must have been celebrating a birthday or an anniversary, something like that. Having a nice time. Sitting there, everything's normal, food is good. And all of a sudden, I get slammed with just incredible nausea. Like, I'm about to throw up out of nowhere. And I, I try not to panic. So I get up as calmly as I can. I I walk over to the bathroom, and the moment I hit the bathroom door, I step one foot in, and immediately I just can't hold it anymore, and I projectile vomit all the way across this bathroom. I mean, from the front door all the way, it was like a one-person bathroom, all the way to the toilet, there's just a long stream of my throw-up, and I do not know what to do next. So I I finish walking in, I lock the door, I finish throwing up first, then I clean myself up, I I splash some cold water on my face, and having no idea what to do with the mess, I I just don't have the tools in the bathroom currently to clean it up, I just walk out like nothing happened, and on the way back to the table, I'm thinking, all right, I can't just just leave this for somebody to stumble upon, and so I I walk by one of the wait staff, and I say, hey, I... I, somebody made a mess in there and threw up everywhere. Uh, I, I don't know. When I walked in, it was like that. Y'all might want to send in somebody to check it out. And I go back to the table, and I just keep my head down. Like, I'm just humiliated. I'm embarrassed. I'm sure that they could figure out that I was that somebody. It wouldn't be that hard to figure that out. Uh, and I, I can see the busboy as he grabs the mop and bucket, and he's going towards the bathroom, and I'm just keeping my head down in such shame over what has just happened. Uh, Thankfully, I felt fine after that, and I finished my meal. (laughs) But never would I return again to that restaurant. That was it for me. Last, First time and last time, never going back 
for fear that somebody might recognize me and remember what I had done that day. And uh, a lot of times <laughs> we have si- similar circumstances like that with God in that we do something so bad and we make such a mistake or we've run so far from him that we cannot go back. We've just got it in our minds that we've just messed up too much. And if we return back, then he'll just reject us or he'll punish us and it will hurt even worse. Or we've just, we build up all these scenarios of why it's impossible. But I want you to know today that God is always ready and willing to receive you back to him. It doesn't matter how far you've run. It doesn't matter what mistake you made, whether you knowingly made it or you didn't even mean to make that mistake. God is ready to open his arms and restore you back to his kingdom. He desires nothing more than to have relationship with you and to have you draw close to him. And there's never going to be a time in life where you've messed up or run so far that God refuses to accept you back. You may have murdered somebody, you may have gotten involved in all manner of sin and wickedness, but God is still ready. Whenever you're ready, God is always ready and willing to restore you back. And I want you to know that that there's always a way back to him. It doesn't matter how far you've run, there's always a way back. And for my own life, if you've listened to the podcast, then you probably have already heard most of this story, but I ran from God as hard as I could. I had grown up in church, I grew up in faith, and I just came to a time in life where I was sick of it. I was tired of church. I was tired of American Christianity. Uh, I was just fed up with, with all of the stuff that we constantly say, but it seems like it never really happens. And so I just determined that I was going to run as far from him as I could. And I knew he wanted me to do things for him. I knew he wanted me to preach. Uh, I knew he had called me into ministry, but I was having none of it, and I ran as far away from him as I could possibly get. And in my running, I got involved in drugs. I got involved in chasing women. I've got involved in uh, drinking a lot and often. And finally, you know, it was joyful for a time. I had a lot of fun with it. And then I kind of came to the end of myself and found myself more miserable doing what I wanted to do and living how I wanted to live than, than what I was experiencing before I had ran from God. I was depressed. I was suicidal. I was just sick of me. I was sick of the world, and I did not know what to do next. And having grown up in church and having experienced God at times in life, I, I had gone so far in the opposite direction and had come up with so many reasons why Jesus wasn't God and had had so many discussions about why Christianity wasn't the right way that I did not even know how to go about coming back to believing in God again. I didn't even know how to return to Jesus because of how far my mind had gotten. And I kind of felt like that scripture that says God turned him over to a reprobate mind. That's where I felt like I was at. But I was also so miserable that I could not stay where I was. And so in an act of desperation and and kind of half-heartedly in a way, I say, God, I want to come back to you. I don't even understand how I could because of where my mind is at and the things I've done and the things I've started to believe. I don't even know how I can return to you. But if you show me who you are, if you find a way to reveal the path back to you, 
then I'll do what you've called me to do. And after I said that, when I tell you I changed nothing about my lifestyle, I changed absolutely nothing. I, I, I prayed that little prayer and I just kept on living life and really didn't think much of it after that. I just kept moving forward the best I could. And then all of a sudden, God showed up in a way that was undeniable. And he showed up in such a way that I could know it wasn't even in me to run away from him any longer. Everything in me just wanted to run toward him because he revealed his love to me in such a powerful and palpable way. I just knew he was real. I knew Jesus was God. I knew how much he loved me, how much he accepted me, how much he was wanting to restore me. And and I was ready to do what he called me to do from that moment forward. It's an experience I'll never forget. It's one that I will always cherish because it it did something for me that I could not have done for myself. And, and something that, I, to be honest, I mean, I prayed that little prayer, but that was it. Like, I didn't even try and take a step toward him or try to come back to church or anything. I just prayed that little prayer and kept going on with how I was living my life. And God was good enough and faithful enough to show up for me and to answer that prayer and to do for me what I could not do for myself. And so I know that I know that there's a way back to him for you. And you may have you may be in the same place where you just don't even know how you could possibly return to faith. I want you to know that there's always a way back. And this may seem obvious, but it certainly didn't seem obvious to me at the time that asking is a great first step. You don't know a way back. You don't know how you could believe in him. Uh, you find his voice to be distant and and you want to hear him, but you just can't. Uh, you want to read your Bible more consistently, but there is this huge resistance that keeps you from doing it. Great first step for any of those things is to ask God to help you, to ask God to show up in your life and do for you what you can't seem to do for yourself. And Jesus said this, he gives this example of God the Father and says that which of you fathers, earthly fathers, that if your child asked you for bread, that you'd give them a stone or ask you for fish and you'd give them a serpent. And if a good father on earth being, you know, in a human form that is evil and fleshly, if you would give good things to your children when they ask, how much more does your heavenly father desire to give you good gifts when you ask? And anytime you are asking to have a closer relationship with him, anytime you are asking to draw closer to him, that is a good gift that God wants to provide for you. And if you will just stop paying attention to all the things you did wrong, and stop paying attention to to how you're going to have to be humble and and let down your pride for a second. Yes, you're going to have to come humbly. You're going to have to not be arrogant. You're going to have to say, look, I am helpless to do this for myself. And God, I need your help. And ask him and watch how God shows up in your life. I, I'm not even doubting it a little bit. God is going to do something amazing in your life when you just ask to receive more of him. I know he wants to give you that gift. And after you ask, we, we have to trust that God is going to fulfill that in his timing. And, you know, we, we have this idea that I'll ask and then God's going to do it really quick. Well, quick to us is not always the same thing to God, right? Quick is a relative term. And so whether it takes hours or days or months or years, I don't know how long it's going to take. 
but I know that God is going to answer that prayer when you pray it. I trust and I believe that God is going to show up in your life. And I ask you to do the same. And if you're in a place where you just have no faith and trust in God, still continue to take the step of asking, still continue to trust as best you can. If you're somebody that is trying to follow Jesus as best you can, and you want to hear his voice more, and you want to enter into a deeper level of him, then I know that trust makes a big difference to God. When you say you want something or you're asking him for something, and then you give no regard that God will fulfill it, uh, he takes that pretty seriously. He wants you to know that his promise is true. He wants you to grab onto it as if it's true. Uh, So I encourage you that if you are seeking a deeper commitment with God, to trust him when he says that he will give you good gifts. Trust him when he says that ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open. Trust that when he says he desires to bless you and to multiply you, that he means it. God is not man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he's going to do it. If he promised, he's going to make it good. So after you've asked to have a closer relationship with him, walk out your days, walk out your life knowing that God is going to answer that prayer. Don't keep yourself in a place of despair of, of I can't hear your voice, Lord, and, and I just don't know how to do what you've called me to do. No, trust that in his perfect timing, he's going to show up in your life. And yes, you may have to endure for a little while. Yes, you may have, God might be wanting you to endure for a little while. You know, when we're trying to get our children to take their first steps in life, what do we do? We, we take a few steps away and then we call them to us. And we, we encourage them to come closer to us. We don't get closer to them because that would defeat the purpose. The whole purpose is for them to draw closer to us. And I believe God does the same thing for us. When we ask for more of him, when we ask to, to have stronger faith, when we ask to be uh, go into a deeper level with him, then sometimes he takes a few steps away and says, come on, come on, you can do it. Come on, come closer to me. And as you endure the difficulty and as you build the strength that you need to build, you're going to discover that God was with you and he was waiting for you all along. He wasn't going to let you fall and just leave you there. No, he was ready to pick you back up and encourage you to keep on taking your first steps toward him. And so after you've asked, trust that God is going to keep his word. Trust that even when you can't hear him, even when you can't feel him, God is there and God is doing something in your life. There is a purpose in the pain that you're going through right now. It's not for no reason. God wastes nothing in his kingdom, but he uses all of it to bring about glory in your life and to glorify the Father. And so ask, trust. Third step is is you've got to receive what God is desiring to give you. When God gave me the gift of that encounter with him, it started so undeniable that there was just no way I could deny that it was God. But as time went by, it became more like a dream. It became like it was just so unreal. It was so outside of the norm for me that it almost felt like, well, maybe this was just some sort of crazy thing your brain did. Or maybe this was just something that you concocted uh, because you were so desperate. 
And I had to determine in myself in those moments when I had reason to doubt or, or reason or opportunity to say, well, maybe it wasn't God. I had to determine, no, it was God. It was real. And it was his love for me. And there's going to be things in your life as you ask him, as you trust him, that God's going to show up in different ways in your life. And at one time, it may seem undeniable, but as time goes on, you're going to have opportunity to doubt it. And I want you to be encouraged right now to receive whatever it is he's given you. Maybe he's given you a word. Maybe he's given you a scripture to stand on. Maybe he's given you a prophecy from someone else or a word of knowledge. Whatever God has given you, I want you to grab hold of it and receive it with everything you've got. And every time the enemy tries to come in and distract you or to tell you that it wasn't real or to deceive you into believing that it was something else, it was just an aberration, it was just a chemical imbalance in your brain, I want you to grab hold of the promise that God gave you, and I want you to receive that promise as your own. If it's a promise for healing, grab hold of it. If it's a promise for blessing, grab hold of it. I know everything around you, the doctors may tell you there's no hope. Uh, Everything about your finances may say that you're going to be broke for the rest of your days, but I want you to grab hold of the promise that God has given, and I want you to never let go of it. Because if God gave you a promise, he is faithful to bring it to completion. It says in scripture that he who started a good work in you is faithful and just to bring it to completion. If he started it, if he gave the word, if he gave the promise, then he's going to do it. It says of Abraham that when God promised, he didn't promise by that Abraham would do the right thing. No, he promised by himself. He promised an oath to himself that surely he would bless and multiply Abraham. And Abraham, having patiently waited, it says in scripture, received what was promised. So as you ask and trust and receive what God has, don't let time break you. Don't let the enemy distract you. Grab hold of that promise and keep walking forward. And sometimes you're going to walk. Sometimes you're going to crawl. Sometimes you're going to run. Sometimes you're just going to stand still because there's nothing else you know what to do. But in all of those things, God is using it to build endurance, to build strength, to build you up into who he's called you to uniquely be. And whether you've been running from him for years or whether you've been following him for years, God is faithful to do what God promised he would do. God said that he has predestined all of us to be conformed to the image of his son. It says that in Romans 8. Those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. And it says also in scripture that God formed us in our mother's womb, that before, before we even existed, he knew us. So that means that he has foreknown us all, right? He knew we were all going to come into existence before we were even uh, an embryo in our mothers. But, but in that foreknowledge of us, it says that he also predestined us to conform to the image of Jesus. He, he destined from the beginning for you to know Jesus, for you to follow Jesus, and for you to become more like Jesus. And so in that, in that destiny that God has given your life, when you are seeking to be closer to him, when you are seeking to be more like him, he is going to fulfill that promise because it was destined from the beginning. A lot of people get off track with predestination, thinking that some of us are chosen, some of us aren't. No, if you receive Jesus, you are chosen to be conformed to him, his, his image. If you desire to know God, 
God desires to know you. And so I want you to be encouraged that, that there's no reason, earthly or heavenly, there's nothing in all creation, it says in scripture, that can separate us from the love of Jesus. And that as you are taking a step toward him, he is going to meet you where you are. It says of the prodigal son that when he went to return to, to the father, that he just took steps in the right direction. And when he was a long way off, it says the father ran out to meet him. He didn't wait for his son to get to the front steps and, and then say, hey, welcome home. You shouldn't have done what you did. No, the father runs out to meet his son when he sees him at a great distance and he brings a robe and a ring and shoes for his feet. And he restores him in that moment while the son was still a long way off. And you might still be a long way off today, but I want you to know that, that God, the father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are waiting to run out to you. As soon as you take a step toward them, they are waiting to run out to you and meet you where you are. Some great first steps that you can take are to start reading your Bible. And you say, well, I don't even know if I believe in Jesus. And I don't even know if I believe in, in God of the Bible. Well, that's okay. If you want to know him more, if your heart is saying, I don't know if I believe it, but I desire to believe it, then just start reading some scripture. And, and I always tell people to start and end with Jesus. Uh, Jesus is the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. So when you are getting into scripture, start with Jesus and end with Jesus. A uh, great book to start with is John. I think start with John and then read the rest of the gospels. That's a great way to get started. And even if you're not sure that you believe it, even if you're not sure you're ready, just take that first step and watch how God shows up in your life. Another good first step is just listening to worship music on a consistent basis, even if it's just in the background while you're working or while you're cleaning the house or whatever, riding in the car, put on something that's glorifying God, and that is going to make a tremendous difference in your spirit. Praying, you might not believe in God, like I said, but, but talk to him anyway as if he exists and watch how that changes your heart and changes your mind. Watch how he meets you where you are, even when you're a long way off. Another great first step is listening to podcasts. This podcast, I hope that you get a lot out of, but there's an assortment of different ones that are beneficial. Uh, there's good Christian entertainment options. The Chosen is a great one. Uh, if you haven't watched that by Angel Studios, their app is free on in the App Store, and you can watch all of the episodes for free on there. Great production value, great acting. There are books galore that you can read on finding a closer relationship with God. There are just resources after resources. YouTube is full of sermons and encouraging words for you to listen to and finding a deeper relationship with God. If you are trying to find his voice, if you're trying to find that relationship, just take some small steps forward in that and watch how even when you are distant from him, God shows up and draws you close. It says when we draw close to him, God draws close to us. He's an ever-present help in our times of trouble, and he's going to meet you where you are. Uh, just as a, a final word for this podcast, if, if you are in this experience right now where you're trying to find him and you're not sure even how that journey is going to end, I encourage you to start journaling. This is something that I didn't do enough of when I had my encounter with God, and I wish I would have done it more, but just journey, uh, journal your journey of what you're going through. The failures, the successes, 
the heartbreaks, the disappointments, the testimonies, the encounters, the words, the prophecies that God gives you, write it all down, document the journey, because in years to come, when you look back and and you might find yourself in another wilderness experience, another difficult time in life, when you look back at those journals and remind yourself of how God was with you, even when you thought God would never come around you again, you're going to be encouraged. You're going to build up faith to keep on taking those next steps of faith in your life. So I encourage you right now that that just take that first step of faith. That take that first step toward him. Ask him that that he would give you an encounter with him that is undeniable, that, that you could experience him in a way that would show his great love for you. Trust that he's going to do that. Receive whatever encounter or word that he gives you and take some steps toward him. Read your Bible, pray, worship, listen to other Christian resources. And I know that God is going to show up in your life beyond a shadow of a doubt. I'm not even questioning it a little bit. I know that at some point in your life, and like I said, it might not be tomorrow and it might be years from now, but I know God is going to show up in your life. I know that he is a promise keeper that is true to his word. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you received a lot out of this podcast. If you got any value out of it today, would you do me a favor and just share it with a friend or a family member, somebody that you think might need to hear this message? I would greatly appreciate it. And and I want this to reach as many people as possible so that they know there's always a way back to God. I love you all so much, and I look forward to being with you again next week as we continue making room. Mm-hmm.